Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 83. Tonight's topic is Snowfall, season 3, episode 9 and 10. I normally don't do real late night podcasts on Sundays, but I wanted to come drop in and try to be a woman of my word and finish up season three. So this will not be real long. I'll try to make it about a half hour. Uh, we can, I think, I think we can manage to get through really quick and Narcos comes uh, back out next weekend. So we're going to take about maybe uh about a week and a half or maybe two of Snowfall will take off, get to breaking down Narcos again, have a fun Narcos marathon weekend um, as much as we can, like we did the TV show You, but with Narcos, you know, I like to break that down, dissect it, so it might take us a little over the weekend, but, you know, we're going to have some fun and do what we do on this platform. So before we get into the show, don't forget, you can follow me on all my social media platforms. It's Alicia Shanice for Facebook, Alicia Shanice Reviews for IG. Follow my playlist on Spotify. All you got to do is type in Shanice Loves. You will see them. I have plenty. Uh, If you need to email me, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. So on that note, let's talk snowfall. Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. So this episode opens up and we see Mel from the beginning it kind of goes from scene to scene really fast and it shows Mel she is having like a very um heartbreaking meltdown breakdown um she's in her room like she's out of it at first and then crying nonstop. the it's full of police in the house because an officer has been killed or committed suicide, so they say. And, you know, they kind of got to drag her out the room, trying to console her. When she comes out the room, we see Andre's body is still on the table, and she loses it. We also see the detectives going next door to ask Sissy and Alton some questions. Um, We see Franklin. He is nervous, you know, looks petrified but he is hanging out in the valley at rob's house now we haven't seen rob's house in a long time probably since season two and you know we um we just see franklin is he's nervous but when it opens up uh and we see the letters of snowfall we see it's more uh, blocks or neighborhoods on fire so we can see where they're going with the snowfall letter seeing it's getting worse and worse so after that the opening opening we go to franklin and he's at rob's he's using rob's home as an alibi like you know we were watching this movie at this time we ordered we made a frozen pizza he gives um rob something to hide for him and you know rob has been down for him since forever but how strung out rob look i don't know if i could trust him <laughs> you know of course he doesn't want to 
snitch Franklin out, but if, you know, they come asking questions, he is, he's a stoner, you know? So, uh, uh, Franklin goes back um, to the neighborhood and he goes over to Jerome's home and we see Leon and Louie and Jerome, they're all in the living room and Franklin goes in there lying his ass off <laughs> talking about Andre killed himself last night. So he don't tell them what he, what he did, but they probably know in the back of their head that he didn't kill himself. And he just tells them like, look, it's cops everywhere. I think we all better lay low for a while. So they like lay low where? And he like over at Rops <laughs> because, you know, the block is hot. So um, after that, when he pulls up at his mother's home, Andre, police partner, is there. And he has eyes on Franklin like he is out for blood. And he storms up to him. But before he can even say anything, Mama Sissy runs out that house. And she's like, Franklin, you know, because she 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 know she knows deep down in her heart. So we jump over to the next scene and we see Teddy. He goes to Avi's to try to get him to calm down and, you know, tell him that he has the situation under control because Julia put them all in danger when she called herself um, destroying the operation from the inside. He's lost one of his main men who has been around from the beginning and it's just all over the place. So, hey, Avi... He is already running from some bad people because remember, Avi did snitch to get out of prison anyway. And then he's in bed with like a lot of different people. He has like a whole country after him because he was like a CIA asset at one point too. And we'll see more of that in uh, season four. So, you know, Avi has a lot going on with other people. And Julia, she put all of them at risk, letting them know where Avi was at. So, um... We get into the next scene and he goes to visit Rigo. Now, remember, Rigo wanted to meet his supervisor. So he's happy now. Teddy brings his boss there and he is, the boss is pissed. He's livid. <laughs> and he like, you know, Teddy like, I don't give a fuck. You brought Julia here to take over. And instead, she put the whole operation, the whole agency in jeopardy. And this is on your watch. So Teddy puts, you know, his boss in his place. So we basically know where Julia will be sitting at until retirement behind a desk. And, you know, his boss got to take that. <laughs> he got to take that and do Teddy orders, you know. So um, after that, we go and... When he's driving, he already has so much on his plate. He hears Andre's right has committed suicide on the radio. So he is like, oh my God. He already know what's up. He already know Franklin did this. This was not no damn suicide. This did not come out of nowhere. So Teddy knows what is going on. After that, we go to the projects. Child, poor Mill. Poor Mill. Eva is trying her best to console her. Remember, it showed uh, when they were out of it, Mel was, um, when Mel was out of it, she was laying on the grass and even her mom pulled up and Eva ran up to console her because this is her best friend. So Mel is in the back room and she's trying to keep 
Eva is trying to keep her mom out of there because her mom is like, you know, she needs to eat. So when her mom goes to check on Mel, she in there getting high, honey. She in there getting high. And her mama like, you know what? You got to go. You are not going to get high in my house. That poison is the devil's drug. Like, you getting out of my house. And Mel is so out of it. She just starts laughing. Like, calm down, Miss Miss E. Calm down. You know, so she puts Mel out as she should. She has a daughter she has to look out for, too. You know? Um, It goes into the next scene. And we see Franklin and Leon. They go meet up with Man Boy. And Man Boy is pissed. Because Leon and his crew have been on their corners in Compton. And, you know, he wants to renegotiate. You know, he like, this is bad business. Franklin, he plays it cool in front of Man Boy, as he should. He like, Leon here, he family. So, you come at him, you coming at me, and you got to find a new connect. And on top of that, the prices are going to stay the same. Ain't no renegotiating, bruh. <laughs> so, man, boy, is pissed. He like, this ain't right, Saint. He like, no, it ain't. But it is what it is. So, he handles it correctly in front of man, boy. Even Leon got a smug on his face. But when they get in that car, though, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> Franklin, they they drive in peace. They drive in peace. And then Leon kind of says, you know, good looking out there for, you know, that homie be trying to take over and shit. Franklin like, pull over. Pull over. <laughs> Child. He like, look, you're going to get off his corners. You're going to leave his people be. Leon like, but that nigga, No. I built this shit brick by brick. And I'll be damned if you let if I let you fuck this up because you don't like another way another nigga talk. <laughs> I can't do it like I can't do it like Franklin, but you know, he went off and you know, this was one of those epic scenes. Like, you know, um at the end of season two when uh Leon went to go give him that emotional speech pep talk, you know, to pull himself together while he was locked up in the joint. Well this was this was Franklin's. <laughs> so um, you know, Leon, he takes that because, you know, he's a soldier and he know he was wrong. And, you know, Franklin got a lot on his plate. So that was him letting off shit too. And it's bad for business at the end of the day. It's bad for business. And Leon is still pissed. He don't like man boy, but a lot has to do with Wanda. He still loves Wanda and he don't like how it all played out, you know? So after that, we go out to the Valley to Rob's house and we see Louie and Jerome. They are just there hanging out. And like, you know, Rob got a nice crib. Maybe we should think about, you know, moving out this way or something, buying something bigger. And Jerome, like, we got something nice too. So they kind of sit down and she asks him, like, um, or do you blame me for introducing Franklin to Claudia? Because you didn't, you've seen where this was going. You didn't want to be in this game in the first place. And he kind of lets her know, like, if I didn't want to be in it, I wouldn't be in it. But, 
Jerome is only in the game for Louis and Franklin. If it wasn't for them, he'd be selling his little weed and having his little jam and Jerome's uh, speaker shop. That's what makes him. That's that's what that's what makes him happy. He don't want to be into this world. So after that, Mill. She she goes over to her house after getting put out of Eva's. And as soon when she sits on her bed, and as soon as she is about to light up that pipe, she notices the window. And she has some type of some type of high epiphany. <laughs> and I don't get it because she kept breaking in and out of that damn window anyway. So she just has an epiphany and she knows Franklin killed her daddy. She just have a flashback of how many years he done snuck in and out that in and out of that window, and it, you know she is right. But it's like, damn, how you just gonna look at the window and know when you didn't broke in and out of that window this whole time you've been getting high? But you know she's right. She 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 figures out what happens and goes straight to his partner, and you know tells him like Franklin killed my daddy. So. He pretty much thinks the same thing as well. And he like, we're going to take care of this. We know Andre didn't kill himself. So after that, we see our boy Franklin is in the car and he is starting to lose it. Like he is having panic attacks, anxiety attacks, because everything is just coming down on him at once. And on the other end, he'll, him and Teddy go hand in hand because Teddy is having panic attacks. <laughs> Shit. Like everything is out of control for these two collective um men who always have it together and always is one step step ahead of somebody else and outmaneuvering them and they both are starting to have a breakdown at the same time so after that we go and we see sissy she goes over andre's house and visit uh his sister and you know offer her condolences and whatever she can do to help and she is like you know i'm just trying to control this wild child we done almost came to blows i'm trying to get this house straightened out so i can sell it take her with me get her cleaned up in her body and her you know her healed so um sissy offers to do the repass which is eerie <laughs> and you know the sister is pleased and thankful she like you know andre opened up to me and he told me that you were a good woman but your son I don't want anything to do with his money. That's the devil's wages. And I don't want nothing to do with it. And Sissy don't know what to say. Because last year she was thinking the same thing. She, the devil wages. But now she got a real estate company. But, uh, yeah. So, now Sissy is doing the repass. So, we get into the next scene. And Franklin goes to meet up with Reed. And they kind of talk about, you know, he kind of ask him without asking him was that him and frankly he's he having a meltdown he's like i do all this to protect us and teddy like look i know how you feel believe me and they kind of have like similar personalities and you know reed he's doing everything on his end and franklin's doing everything on his end but at the end of the day he reassures him that he will be with him to the end so that kind of eases his mind as far as read. Um, when he goes back, he goes and goes back to his office. Julie is there. Julia has came back with her crying emoji apologies. And Teddy just basically says, fuck off. He ain't trying to hear that. And she looks stunned, hurt, 
you know, I understand her. I understand where she was coming from. You know, this whole thing was wrong as we've been talking about throughout these three seasons. But the way she did it was you were asking for him to hate you and you were asking for your career to be over. Because as much as you love the agency, you were exposing them and everything that they were doing. So after that, we um we see Teddy is stressed. He having the same breakdown Franklin having. <laughs> he get a he get a page and he like I'll be there in thirty minutes. But before he can leave, he take a brick <laughs> out of that dog uh safe. He cuts it open and he just get the sniffing away. <laughs> Poor Teddy. <laughs> Remember season one, he couldn't even take the smell of a cigarette. And now he is all the way in. So Franklin is driving and we see Officer Nix, which is Andre, uh, his partner. He pulls him over. And, you know, at first he he puts the gun up to Franklin and get the preaching the brotherly, the brotherly love speech of the wall of the blue and how much he loved Andre. And Andre was a man who was not thinking about suicide. And Franklin, um, you know, he starts to cry because he like, if you're going to kill me, just do it. But, you know, the good old United States, it's all about a mighty dollar. <laughs> so they work some shit out. And basically, Officer Nick, Officer Nick's, he is on Franklin State's payroll. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> we go into the next scene and we see Alton and Sissy. They kind of talk as they are planning Andre's repass. And we get another moment where Sissy is like, I don't want to talk about this. She never wants to talk about anything when things need to be talked about. And I love Sissy. I love her character. But this shit annoys me. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, that's cool if you don't want to talk about it. But it's our son. And if we want to be in his life or him to be free, we're going to have to accept what he might have done so we can try to fix this or help or whatever. And sissy, I don't want to talk about this, you know. Um so after that, we go and we see Officer Nix. He visit Mel. And when he goes in her room, he's like the autopsy report came back. It was a suicide. And she ain't trying to hear it. She like Franklin killed my daddy. And he like, well, Mel, you know, he was stressed out. He was suspended from ju- from the job. You have been stressing him out. And she's like, oh, it was my fault. And Mel is all over the place, you know. But she ain't buying it. She know deep down in her heart, Franklin killed her daddy. So she puts him his ass out. But then we go down to San Diego. And we finally get the conclusion of what Gustavo has been working on. And he has built a tunnel and did a damn good job. I mean, he is doing his thing better without Lucia. And we see his brother Hernan and his wife is there helping. Even Hernan looking a little more healthier, you know. And um, (laughs) out of all of Teddy's assets in season three, he finally feels a little weight off his shoulder with Gustavo because Gustavo didn't took control of the situation and really stepped up his game as a new kingpin. And shit, Teddy, like, do you have a beer? 
<laughs> you know, like just the weight is off of his shoulder. So um, after that, we go to the repass and it's just like an eerie feeling because they're in Franklin's house and he killed Andre. So Leon goes over to Melanie and he um he tries to talk to her like, you know, my dad died when I was five and she's out of it and she's just looking. But when she sees Franklin and Officer Nix give each other like that nod, she she already knows. And then it's like a blackout. So all the lights go out and she storms out the house and his goofball ass follows right behind her trying to save her and he thinks she's going to try to hit that pipe and he like baby mel you don't need this let me talk to you and child melanie is going crazy she looking for something under the under the uh, mattresses in the closet and he like mel you don't need this child mel come out that closet she shoots this dude straight in the chest, in the shoulder. He is like, what the? <laughs> Why did you even go into this man's house? So he kind of is like crawling into the kitchen and she slowly walks behind him. And she shoots him in the lower back. <laughs> this was a heartbreaking scene you know it was because when you go back to the beginning of how they started and how they changed and everything and he is crawling looking pitiful and she shoots him in the back again so now he is laying bleeding out in the same room he killed Andre in and she Calmly walks out that house looking like a zombie and drops the damn gun like she don't even give a fuck. And the lights go back out. It's another blackout. And that's why this episode was called Blackout. And that was my episode recap of episode nine. We get to episode episode 10, and this one is titled Other Lives. Now, when I first seen this episode for the first time, it irritated me. <laughs> but I, why it irritated me is because it had been such a strong season in every episode left you fiending for more. And a good thing, I would have been really pissed if I was watching it at that time, week from week. But by I was watching it, binge watching everything. But I still, when, when this came on, I had to wait to season four. But... But I had been binge watching it. I was just fiending for more. And when I finally got to this episode, I had to wait for season four. And I'm like, what the, what is this? You know, because everything was so strong. But um, then I kind of got it after I had to rewatch it again to understand it better. And then I'm a fan of watching interviews of the cast and the behind the scenes. So um, I was watching some of them explain it better. And this episode was dedicated specifically for John. It hadn't been too long since he passed away. And um, we even see like a guy in there doing a cameo. And he's supposed to be like a younger John because John was never 
in the gangs or in the street life, but he grew up in South Central and he's seen all of this firsthand. You know, he had all of his family members were in it and he was the one always with the camcorder. So we see that in here as well. And it's basically like an alternate reality showing us that no matter what, even if Franklin would have kept a straight arrow, he still would have ended up back where he was at. So we see, you know, it opens up and he is in class and they're talking about alternate realities. We see Teddy is one of the speakers there and he's talking about the CIA. We see um, Franklin, he kind of befriends um, a girl there and it's more of like an all white college. And they're talking about different lives, like different lives, like how she grew up in her world and his world and we see um, the racial the racial stereotypes when he goes in and meet with the guy in the office who is talking about his um his loan fell through or you know his payments fell through and he wasn't able to get qualified for this because his mother they wrote down the, how much she made a year like they it was ten thousand and they put a hundred thousand he like my mom don't make that much so his financial aid didn't go it was just so much and he was trying so hard and then you know they gave him this amount of time and he goes back to his dorm room and they put all his stuff out you know locked him out and he goes and he tries to please with the man and you know he loses it as he you know he loses it so he is shipped back to South Central and he's working at the same store. And we've seen a character who I never wanted to see again, but it's an alternate re reality and it's Carvel and he's coming to rob the store. And who saves the day? Andre. So it's like an eerie episode, eerie feeling. We go into the projects and we see Leon. He is all over the place. Um, He's with Wanda, <laughs> so she's not on drugs. She has, you know, babies by him. And then we see Jerome in his alternate reality. He's still the weed king, and Louis is having a baby. So it's just like a whole nother alternate reality. And he's so shook up by the robbery from Carvel. His mom is kind of talking to him like Franklin, you know, and she uh, runs his bath water. And when he gets into the bath, the song Strange Fruit starts and he kind of jumps up and that's when we wake up into the real world and we see the gunshot wounds in his back and his father is there to endure that and, you know, be there for him and help pull him out with the, put the towel over him and they're singing the strange fruit. And then we see Jerome back in South Central. He drives down to the bottoms where in Inglewood, where Scully is at. And we just see a very, very sad scene. We see um, man boy pulling out of there with him and his boys, guns blazing out of a shootout. And it's just eerie because a couple months back, when you go a couple episodes back, he was scared of Scully, but now he back, he out there like big shit. And we see a transition because at first it was all about getting his money early eighties, but then they start introducing the dynamic of the gang culture. So we see man, boy, and them, they all in all blue. And then when we walk through the bottoms, we see a little kid shot down on the ground and his mother hovering over him. And we see, um, we see, uh, 
multiple men just laying down, shot up. We see Scully and them walking out, and they got AK-47s, Uzis, and they look like they ready to shoot back, and it's showing the red for the bloods. So now we're getting introduced to the gang culture. And then when we were in the projects, when Franklin went to go see um, Leon in an alternate reality, we seen a little boy named John who was like, I'm, I'm, I'm recording this. I'm going to make a movie out of this one day. And Leon got the going off on him. That was supposed to be John Singleton because he used to walk around and record and he knew what he wanted to do in a neighborhood. And probably nobody believed him because, you know, that's just how it is. Like, I want to be this. Uh-huh. <laughs> and look at what he made boys in the hood and if you kind of like think about it snowfall is like a continuation of the boys in the hood it it goes back to the 80s but it gives you like a a movie version of it you know so this was really a deep episode and you have to rewatch it to understand it and we see when franklin um you know, he's on his cane and his dad is walking him out. And when he finally makes it home, we see that um, it's Christmas time. And it goes to the snowfall letters in the middle of the episode towards the end. And we see the letters. Everything is on fire. So you see how I said it goes from episode to episode. You can always tell how the times are going and how it is. Now we see everything is bad. It, the whole city is on fire and is more um, violence. So um, we see that Franklin is watching the news and all they're talking about is LA gang wars and how many homicides it's been. And here goes Sissy. She cuts the TV off. You don't need to watch that. Cause you know, she just wants to, she wants to fix everything. I don't want to talk about that, you know? And she like, me and your dad got somewhere to go. So they take off and they meet up with Jerome, Louie, um, Leon, Louie and Jerome. And they kind of get to arguing. Leon just sitting in there. He's sitting there standing in his lane, but you know, Louie is trying to explain like, sis, the prophets is down violence is rising we need franklin we need him back and she like oh he's not healed yet he'll come back when we say it and when you have a fucking kid that's when you can talk to me about it and jerome get the going off like look woman you know you're in the drug business now <laughs> so they just have a heated argument and leon he is staying in his lane but we see louis might have called franklin because he appears and <sighs> He like, it's okay, mama. He like, y'all talk to me. And then during the argument, we find out that, you know, Franklin, he's, his heartbeat stopped three minutes. So he was laying on the table, you know, with no heartbeat flatline for three minutes. And that was like the most scariest feeling. So, you know, Sissy has a right to be overprotective and, you know, worried about her son, you know, and not wanting him to get back into this business. So after that, you know, they, they kind of end with them talking and Franklin goes back to Sissy house and he is like, I got to get back in. And she is livid. She like, why? We have the money. We have this. We can just start over. And he like, no, I started this shit 
I'm the one who got to fix it. You know, if we can't just leave our people. Is she like, oh, it's still about our people? But, you know, they she don't want him back in the game. And he meets up with his um last meeting for the season with Teddy. And, you know, they haven't seen each other in a while. And um, he tells him, like, I was right about The Rock making more money than I ever dreamed of. But what I was wrong about was the cost destroying people's lives. So now I know like I'm the only one who can control this. So I have to get back in and I'm no longer afraid of you. I'm no longer afraid of jail, dying, but I will no longer be a slave. And, you know, he opens up about no one who Teddy really is. And he is just, he is willing to make them any amount of money they need for this war. (laughs) So he just opens up everything as long as, you know, Teddy protects him at the end. So it kind of ends with them having a handshake. But, you know, Teddy don't really put his hand out there to let Franklin know that he going to have his back or not since he didn't open up about knowing he's CIA. So um, that left us with a cliffhanger. And when I go back and rewatch it, it really was a, a deep episode. And, you know, we have to start trying different things so we can step out of everything just having to be gangster gangster in these in these um shows like this. Like it was showing, you know, not all the time, of course, but this episode, the first time I was mad, too. But when you go back and rewatch it, you understand it better. And it's the the to make a long story short, it was just saying, you know, with the obstacles he faced in life, he would have ended up, even if he would have tried to do everything right, he still would have ended up in the same place. He Even uh, in the alternate reality, Teddy <laughs> came to visit him and offer him to be in the CIA. So it was like they would have crossed paths anyway. It wouldn't have worked out if he would have stayed in college anyway. He still would have been right back in the slums selling weed for Jerome, you know. So it was a it was a it was a good episode. Um, we only got one more season to complete, and then we'll be caught up with the franchise, and we can go from week to week. <laughs> so I've been enjoying this. I'm proud because from my first episode of this podcast, when we when I did the introduction, I said I want to recap every episode of Narcos and every episode of Snowfall, and damn it. We didn't done it. <laughs> so now we just got to do season four. Uh, we'll get to that shortly. Um, let's take a break for a minute. Let's um, cover Narcos for a while. Narcos Mexico. I'm going to try to make a fun weekend out of it. But if we don't get done, because we have a documentary documentary to recover to cover. And then um, we're going to do Queens. Big Sky don't come on this weekend, I don't think. I think it's at the 11th. So, Yeah. Well, we'll try to do as much as we can, but let's do finish up Narcos before we go back to Snowfall. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys caught that BMF. And if you're listening and haven't listened to all the Snowfall recaps, go back. You got time. And, you know, I dropped enough content this weekend for the week. I'll probably be back on Friday um, with the Queens recap. And we'll do the documentary, um, Narco Wars. It is on Hulu. And then we'll do Narcos. So I hit you guys with a late pod tonight. I hope you guys have a beautiful night. It's your girl, Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice. (laughs) 